<laughs> Three, two, one, go. everyone to another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. We've got a pretty fun episode today. I uh, got a little... Well, let's break it down. Oh yeah, break it down. guessing uh no but you can guess if you want i'm gonna guess that is norma jean yeah that was uh new cd yeah that was norma jean the song is death is a living partner from the album polar similar yeah brand new album i haven't listened to yeah, it. yeah new album um you could tell though yeah it's a little different and i i threw it on there because uh it's one of the ones i'm listening to and i just figured you know sneak that in there the breakdown isn't full in your face breakdown like we normally do it but i figured you guys didn't have one so we'll use that one Sounds good. It's pretty pretty decent stuff. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about. Yeah, it a I'll get into bit. a little bit more, okay. but yeah, go ahead and break it down. Okay, well we got uh, got two album reviews. I'm gonna butcher the one name, so I'm gonna start with the easy one. We're doing a throwback later on of this is Jason's been waiting for this one. Death, <laughs> the sound of perseverance. Twisted your guys' arms for weeks and yeah. months. Yeah, he's been dying to do this. <laughs> and then uh, help me out. Okay, what's this band called? A Legion. A Legion. Yes. The new CD. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, and then and then to finish it off, actually, uh, if, all, if all goes well, we should have an interview with Richard Christie, uh, drummer who played on the South Sound of Perseverance, and now has a new band, the Charred Walls of the Damned, which also we'll be getting into a little more when I'm, we talk about what we're listening to, uh, and he also was a drummer for Howard Stern for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that should be at the end of the episode. We'll get his kind of uh, you know his thoughts on the album, you know, just to kind of round it out a little bit. Well, uh, there's not a lot of news right now. Let's skip that. Let's go into what we've been listening to. Oh, fuck. A month. A lot of shit. (laughs) We'll start Um, us off, Stan. Well, okay. I guess the first week off, I've been all over the place lately. I got really, I think I texted you guys, I got really into, like, death metal again. Yeah. (laughs) Old school. 
um, Swedish death metal. Started reading that book. I only got a chapter through, and it just—it's it, it, one of those books that just throws so much stuff that you have to go check out. Yeah. And you sure. kind of want to read chapter and then check out what they talk about. And yeah, I only got through a chapter, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna steal that book again. Unleashed this member, and uh, what's the other one? Um, Dude, oh, I'm so glad you're like on my exact level right now. Well, just the two, the three pivotal albums. That's what I, I fucking a dismember albums. Fucking the shit. I yeah, kind of want right? to reserve that right to maybe go back and the future and talk about those albums but oh we're gonna have to but we're gonna have to because that me and you we're, we're late to the dismember stuff you yeah know? i know like, i've been following entombed a little bit for lately and yeah. then at least to it kind of got into later stuff but yeah those three uh, albums they started out with were fucking amazing what uh is there anything you would want to play or um not, not off the top of my head because it was like three weeks ago when i was in that mood yeah but yeah so just that band. um like an ever-flowing stream is just fucking one of the best albums I've ever heard. Now, did you explore all their stuff? or did you No, no, I only got those three albums. They're like, those three bands are first albums. Because the one that I played on the last, I think it was the last episode, the breakdown I played, um, what was it, Inhuman? Uh, yeah. I forget the name now, but um, I like, that one's my favorite. The okay. one where it's got the the cover, it's like a dude with his like guts out. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. says dismember in the middle. It's a little bit more polished. It's a little bit, you know... It's a little more catchy to me, but like an ever-flowing stream is like obviously the first kind of breakout one, the more mm-hmm. the more influential one. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that one's awesome too. But um, for me, like I like I hinted at with the uh, the breakdown, I didn't expect to even. I wasn't looking forward to it at all. But that new Norma Jean album, I don't know, I don't know man. It's really really good. Have you guys checked it out at all? No, I know you said something about it, but and I wanted to. There's honestly, man. I mean. It's on the list. It's, it's lower on the list than I want it to be, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it's it just hasn't well, gotten played yet. That's how it was for me. I, like I really wasn't. I mean, that I love that breakdown, but I just haven't gotten I, around to it yet. Shadi, I can hear it in your voice. I think we're kind of on the same page. We're just kind of overwhelmed right now. Like there is so <laughs> much stuff that like I want to get to or we need to get to or. You know, yeah, it it's just sucks. overwhelming kind of right now. Yeah, it yeah. really sucks. I wasn't honestly like, uh, you know, I loved. Well, I, we always loved Norma Jean kind of growing up, and then Maradonial that album. I really, really still like. Um, Wrongdoers when it came out, I was kind of over it by that time. I don't know. I wasn't like looking forward to that one, but then that one I did like. Wrongdoers, the last one, it was kind of like a throwback. But I guess with what kind of took me away from it was like the lineup change. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, ah, I don't know, it's all new members. Is this even the same anymore? But then going back, it's a great album. But uh, so this is the second album with like a, with that with that newer lineup. And um, I wasn't gonna listen to it, but one of my my buddy uh, uh, from the other podcast that we I don't know if we've talked about it before, the Headbanging Honkies, Jason Dustel. Um, if you haven't checked out that podcast, they don't do a lot right now, but check them out. He had posted in a group I'm in about this new Norma Jean album saying that you you know you need to check it out and i would recommend this to anybody if you've kind of fallen off from norma jean or even if you never really listened to them much honestly it's one of their best albums they they took what they used to do they still have their same sound with a chaotic kind of hardcore converged school of thought but then they added in a lot of this like sludgy grungy kind of feel to it and it really made it like a whole new kind of thing to me it's just a really well written album and i mean fans of old stuff will like it but I think it could pull in a few new people as well. 
Yeah, I talked to our, uh, I didn't listen to it yet, but I talked to our buddy Ross. He was on our guest on our hardcore episode a couple months ago, and uh, he is actually just raving about it. He was just talking about it. He's like, you got to check this out. Was he's kind of saying the same thing like you guys are saying, like, you just got to check it out and just give it a try. Yeah. So. I- yeah, I, I totally agree. Like I said, I really just, I don't know, I just wasn't even in the mood for it. Hit play, and I was, I listened to the whole thing. I've listened to it a couple times now, and it's great. It's really good. So check that one out. The breakdown was pretty good. I forget what the standout tracks were, but number two, I really like. It's got a really sludgy, down tempo kind of uh, feel to it, but uh, the whole thing is good. So, Shad, how about you? Uh, so, I mean, I, I know I was talking about the Masuga song. Uh, so that was something that I've been, you know, looking forward to. Um, I actually fucking started listening to Body Count again. <laughs> yeah, you texted us about that. It, it, well, the only reason was because I guess uh, I think Max Cavalera from uh, I think you know Salvatore and the Cavalera Conspiracy. Yep. He went and he just got out of the studio doing a track for them. I just read that. So that's why I was like, "Fuck, why not?" And I've been listening to them. Dude, they're but, fucking um, great. I just only yeah. listened to that one CD a couple years ago, but they're fucking the, awesome. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you guys talking about the one that was on Sumerian? Yes. Yeah. 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 It is, dude. Yeah. It's good. It's really hardcore influenced, and I don't know. I just always like the Ice T, you know, big yeah. animal on SVU you guys, uh, and all that. T- to change the topic, have you guys grazed over the new A Day to Remember CD, Bad uh, Bad Vibrations? It's on my list. I haven't, you know, I just haven't been listening to them this past. I listened year, to like but... the singles on YouTube, and like one was pretty good, one was pretty bad. I thought so. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I got like halfway through it, and it was like on off on off, and yeah. I just kind of needed to go to something else just because the mood wasn't right. I'm gonna get. That's kind of how I felt with the last CD. On okay. off, on off, but it's probably going to be worth a listen. But what do you think, Shot? You, know, you said it was pretty good, or no? No, I just need to listen to it again. Like I said, it was it was about halfway through, and I was just like, eh. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But a, a CD though that is really really good that I feel like you guys should both listen to. Um, I'm gonna butcher this band name, Vervium. It's spelled V I R V U M, and the CD is Illuminance. Just came out. It's like uh, progressive, uh, technical death metal. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, that just explains it. I mean, some of the songs are long. I mean, they have a nine-minute or a ten-minute. Sounds like a shoddy CD. Shit. Um, yeah, they paint pictures with the music. Uh, you know, long journeys, but it's real good shit. Sounds like something you would recommend. Yeah, I don't, like I'm trying to think of the words. I mean, uh, is it along the lines of like Inferi and like the Veil of Nath stuff you talked about, or like no, more t- or anything like that? No, it honestly has more of a like when I was listening to it, I honestly got the. Um, well, I'm trying to fuck. Who are they? They're on the tip of my tongue right now. They just had an album come out this year, Fallujah. Oh. Uh, they so honestly, like more yeah, they're just kind. Of, there are. When I listen to them, that's what I hear. It's just a little bit more, I guess, less ambient and more on the side of like the the you know the prog tech death metal. So okay. it's just it's along those lines, I would say. You have some. But I haven't play? really listened to it. I mean, I've only gotten through the CD maybe four or five times here. Um, I just really liked what I heard when it was on. Well, what can we play from it? Uh, I would recommend uh, the song Earthworm.
Actually, that kind of reminded me of like in the like um, the faceless a little bit, or like uh, almost that like spacey kind of prog tech death. Yeah, it, it throws you off a little bit on their longer song. It's a weird listen. Like I said, I mean, I need a little bit more time with it, but I liked what I heard. Yeah, no, it sounds pretty you know, good for the some songs that have meat to them. Or like the other one I was thinking of was like uh, the Zenith Passage, kind of like that a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yep. Like we talked yeah. about that oh, before. Yeah. yeah, that's good shit, man. Um, definitely a shoddy album. Stan, you got any more? <laughs> yeah, I got uh, two more genres to talk about. Oh, shit. Okay, so then no, after, got, after death metal, I went into metalcore, like hardcore. <laughs> um, this is kind of funny. You're kind of following my track record this past month. Well, no, I, I mean, I just, thing. I don't know. I got in the Kill Switch mood, and I was just listening to every, like, Kill Switch song. Like, a lot of Howard stuff, actually, like, and, uh... But Aftershock is one of the fucking best bands I think out there. That shit is so fucking tight. The the old Killswitch. Yes. Track? Who who was in that again? Uh, it was Adam. Uh, Adam and his brother was a singer, and then Joel was in it. Is actually were, pretty good. It's dude. It's fucking awesome. Like you got to kind of look past like the oldness of it. Like you know, shitty recording kinda, but it's fucking groovy as fuck. Really? Yeah. But then uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. I know probably might get a lot of shit for this one, but uh. <laughs> God, there's one band I found. Our buddy Sean actually showed it to us, so it Uh-oh. might, yeah, Sean band. <laughs> but no, it's an Australian metalcore band. So clean choruses. Yes, you got to look past the, the choruses. Are they're not too auto-tuned, but you got to kind of look past those. But like, just good musicians. Like the yeah. riffs are fucking awesome. It's called Feeder to the Sharks. Stupid name. Yeah. Um, I really liked it because the musicianship, the riffs in it were just like total Swedish death metal riffs, mm-hmm. like just really good musicianships. You got to kind of look past some stuff, but like the breakdown's very generic, you know, but like, I don't know. I definitely recommend it. Just like if you want to learn some guitar riffs, it's a good band to listen to. I've seen that name around a lot in like metalcore circles yeah. for sure, like online and everything. They put so- out a album last year and they got a lot of hype. So. Yeah. I've never actually listened to it. It's though. a fun listen. It's definitely fine. You just got to look past some things that are not. You haven't played anything yet. You want to throw something from yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, uh, the actually the the uh, single from the uh, CD uh, the world is yours. Show 
I mean, obviously you can hear like very generic, but I just yeah. thought it was done really well. It. You know, kinda, I liked it. It's like a fun listen. Like you got to kind of like yeah. it's like a guilty pleasure, I guess, almost. But I feel you, and it's funny because me, this is really weird how like. I did the Swedish death metal. I dove in for like a month straight, and that was like all I was listening to is that death metal stuff. And then I think is what it was is like I just I, then I started craving that more of just yeah, like immediate catchy, like catchy as fuck yep. metalcore. And I did the same thing except I listened to like older like I listened to some Devil Wars Prada. Mm-hmm. I listened to uh, a band called Era, their last album. Okay, just stuff that's like really immediate and catchy. But I think it was just because I was listening to so much intense stuff before that. Yeah, no, I think it was because my buddy showed it to me at the right time yep. that I got like kind of hooked on it, and like yep. it's a fun listen if you just want guilty pleasure to listen to. But I don't know if I don't know. I, I yeah, I I would throw that on and check it out. I don't, it wasn't my. It didn't seem like my cup of tea right off the bat. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to listen to more than just oh, that. Oh, Shadi's got a heart for Australian shit too. They just kind of do it oh, better. Yeah, dude, so, that you know. shit was fucking <laughs> oh, was that Australian? I, yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. kind of like I killed the prom queen. Like very similar. Right. You know. So yeah, I was gonna that. say it, that was nostalgic for me. That sounded like just yeah. you know some old shit that we would have listened to. Yeah. Definitely. More, yeah, I can see you guys. Definitely. That's like what I could picture for you guys in your metalcore stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, so my other one that I've that I that I've kind of found out about recently is like way off the uh, different than what we've talked about in the past, which is kind of funny. Like the stuff we talk about in the show is so all over the board. We go from like Swedish death metal to like bitchy metalcore to this is like this is like um, a mix between modern metal with more of your traditional metal. It's Charred Walls of the Damned. We got the promo for this, and it's kind of funny, the timing. Yeah, that's on my fucking list. Yeah, well, we got it along with Allegiant and everything else. It's on Metal Blades. It's coming out this Friday. Yep. And yep. Um, they have they have a couple albums out. Now, the drummer is Richard Christie, mm-hmm. who I, I didn't know. Who we're talking to at the end of this episode, who mm-hmm. is a drummer on The Sound that's of Perseverance. That's why that album sounded familiar when you said that. Right, so The Sound of Perseverance drummer, and like I said, the Howard Stern yep. drummer and all that. This is like his creative project. He writes the songs, and they have. I think it's. I think this is their third album. It's yes. called. What's oh. that? No, I was just gonna say it's got Steve from Death too. Steve DiGiorgio, who played on Autopsy's first album, on some Death albums, um, a bunch of shit, a bunch of shit. These guys are all, and it's got Jason Sukoff as the second guitarist, which he's the brains of Trivium's early shit. Jason. Like, S- and he, Jason Sukoff is a producer. Yeah. He did like the job for a cowboy Sun mm-hmm. Eater album. He's done a lot of good shit. And he produces this and he's a guitarist. He plays more of the leads and more of the technical kind of stuff. It's fucking great. It's so take it's it's like the singer is oh and the singer is Tim Ripper Owens. Yeah, well, Judas who, Priest. Who was in Judas Priest <laughs> for a while. So it's a super group, essentially. Yeah. And holy shit, if you like anything that sounds kind of Dio-ish or Judas Priest, but like Add in a little bit of the Jason Sukoff modern metal mm-hmm. feel to it because they really do. It's not, I, I, you know, there's a time and place that I want to listen to older metal kind of stuff, but, but I'm bringing this to the podcast because I think it's got enough of a modern feel to it where it mixes in some of that like technical or some of the deathy kind of thrash kind of stuff with some of that older DOE kind of sounding stuff. So you're either going to love it probably or you're going to hate it. It's bang your head music in the vein of like 80s DO kind of stuff. It's fucking awesome, I think. So I'll, I'll play a little bit.
you get a little a little taste of it from there. That one that was reaching to the light. That one was a little bit faster than the other one I was gonna play. It's got that vocal the vocals in that one almost go into that like King Diamond kind of like really yeah. just falsetto. But then you hit that chorus and it's like how do that dude's got pipes for sure? Well, I actually I actually listened to their first CD back in the day. Did I got you? really into it because it was on. I don't. know, We went to some concert. I got a Metal Blade sampler. No oh, shit. And their first. Yeah, and I downloaded the CD, and I really liked it, but I think it was more situational. At that time, I think I liked more of, more in a traditional heavy metal mood, yeah. kind, you know, kind of thing. But, like, I definitely, yeah, the riffs are definitely hard-hitting, and yeah, I can see yeah, it's fresh. It's up my alley. I mean, that's all the stuff I used to love is anything, like, old. It's just, like, it was refreshing. Like, I haven't heard anything that brings back older power metal kind of, you know, like, stuff like that, like, with Dio or anything like that. Like, it just... It felt fresh to me, being that I don't listen to that stuff as much as I used to, but it also had enough like of the intensity of the newer stuff that I want to hear. But it was so, it's so fun. Like everything, every song on it has a catchy element to it. Like the songwriting, I think is really, really, really strong. Like it, it, it's got intense, fast stuff, but like every song on it makes you want to like pump your fist, like mm-hmm. just blare it. Like you don't have to think hard on it, but it's got the technical shit and all that, so it's not it's not boring. It's got enough there for everything. But you know, you, I think the big thing, biggest thing is like, are you gonna like the vocals or not? Yeah. If you don't like the vocals, you're probably not gonna get into it. I enjoy anything like that, so that's definitely my pick like of the week. Shoddy, what'd you think of that? That's not probably really up your alley. No, I mean, the hook was fine, but yeah, not really up my alley. I mean, I'm still going to give it a listen to, but I don't know now that I'm going to like it as much as I thought I was before. I think you guys might like some of the riffs. There's a lot of stuff that actually kind of sounds like some of the Swedish melodic kind of stuff in there, mixed with like a power metal, thrash metal, all that kind of stuff. But That's what I was going to say. That's some of the stuff that I was liking that was sticking out. I was yeah. hearing some of those influences, but yeah, I mean... I just don't know that I'm going to like the uh, those those vocals. Right, exactly. I can see a lot of people not, but if you like that older kind of deal or um, then, yeah. I guess I'm not sure who I should say. Like King, It's not King Diamond quite like that. It's very Judas Priest. Yeah, I guess that's the yeah. closest one you should say is Judas Priest. But uh-huh. So for fans of that, anybody else? Sam, what else do you have? You said you had something else? I think Shadi's turn. You got anything, Shad? Um, After that fucking last episode, I started diving into soil work. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Uh, Soil work uh, albums did you get into? Uh, well, I decided to do the Ride Majestic since it was the most recent right one on. that came out just to see how the two had differed. And then I've kind of just been all over the place. I like to uh, make a uh, playlist of about like three albums at a time and then just hit shuffle. <laughs> um, what did you think of the Ride so, Majestic? Yeah, I, mean, I loved it. I really, I thought it was great. I mean, I don't, I, I love that that the ride so we did what the ride majestic and then it was uh the predator's portrait yeah i mean there there's differences obviously like you can hear you can hear it but it's still soil work like it's it's another soil work album that to me is amazing yeah especially being that the time gap in between there so i think you'll be surprised if you go back and listen to mid-era like we kind of touched on last episode it gets Mm -hmm. it gets a lot more it gets different like it's not as identifiable it's more of the it's more catchy choruses a lot more cleans and stuff like that so i'd be curious to see what you think of that stuff because i think you you'll probably like you'll probably be a bigger fan of the old and then the newer like the living infinite and the ride majestic those albums i would think unless you like really get into the more poppy catchy stuff yeah i don't know i mean uh i have noticed that i do hear some you know some of the more you know poppier hook driven shit but i don't i don't know i like it still because there's still that element of like 
the soil work music behind all of it. Right. So, yeah, that drummer is something else. I mean, I, what's his name? Dirk? Von Juin or something like that? Yeah, Dirk something. It starts with a V or bon something. Juin, I, I think. His or... name is fucked. Yeah. No, yeah, Dirk, for sure. Excuse me. He is fucked. His name is whatever. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with his name. <laughs> Skill-wise, he is amazing. Yeah, dude. Stan? Uh, the last genre I was listening to, and this doesn't lump into metalcore, I was listening to just more straight hardcore stuff <laughs> after the metalcore. Um, just kind of the going through my music library, I got too much shit and need to weed it down, but I kind of wanted to give everything a chance, and I came across some good shit, but, uh, one band I want to talk about, I think they got a lot of shit, because, like, they're kind of like, uh, for being, like, a kind of, I don't know, I guess not being true hardcore, but I thought they were very true hardcore. You ever heard of the band First Blood? Yeah, yeah, dude. They have a. No, I, I have think not. they've got a pretty uh, credible. Yeah, name I just to like them. the some of the stuff I've seen online and stuff because they're like you know, on a bigger label and you know kind of like overproduced stuff. But I was like fucking digging it. This CD Silence's Betrayal. Yeah, no, I remember actually really liking that CD. And it's yeah, the singer's like really different sounding hardcore. Just like I don't know, it was just a really fresh hardcore. You have some taste. Um. Any song off that, I think Fear is like one of my favorite ones off of that one. But uh, I was like looking at videos and stuff, and I seen one video where Stick to Your Guns guitarist and drummer were playing with them. I was like, okay, these guys got to be pretty good, you know, respect right there. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. When did this album come out? It was a while ago. It's just one of those albums that's kind of been on my music library forever and just never checked it out and just was really digging it. It's got that traditional feel, but it does. The singer stands out, though. He's he very different for hardcore singing. He, he is. I but, like it, though. Yeah. A lot. I kind of wish I knew this before the groove episode because there's some really tight that grooves in groovy. there. You had enough there's hardcore grooves. There's one right worry. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was gro- That was good for sure. First Blood. I, I don't know. It's been a while. It probably was around the time we did the hardcore episode. I'm just an idiot, and I let this stuff build up and never listened to it. And I got like years later, I go back to it, and I find like all this awesome shit. But that's, that's the, way it goes. the problem, man. It fucking builds up on you. That's the way it you goes. You just got like a mountain of CDs. It feels mm-hmm. like fucking schoolwork all over again. The, the, the last one I'm going to mention, I'm not going to play anything from it because I was trying to find a part to do it. It's like impossible. Shawty, I, I told you about it. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but. Uh, I think it's Neoblifiscarius. Yeah, I was just going to leave it to you to to go into that. I did get a chance Oblifiscarious, to uh, listen to it. Something like that. Um, it's really hard to explain. They're kind of like a, 
um, a progressive black metal band, I guess I would I would maybe classify them, but progressive first. Like the vocals have the higher pitch quality and the songwriting leans more towards that than like a death or anything else. But um, they've got a violinist in the band, if that tells you anything. The songs are like nine, 15 minutes each. You know, there's like six, seven, maybe eight minutes, eight, eight songs on it, tops. And um, I don't know how to explain it, but they've got, they've got cleans. They've got some of the black metal kind of stuff. It's like swirling, like song structures that don't, you know, it's very unconventional. But a lot of like really building, um, building, uh, Dynamics, a lot of dynamics in the songs where it really it'll build, and then this violin will like kick in. It's if for anybody who's into like anything progressive in the vein of like even like between the buried and me or Opath, anything like that. Um, if you haven't listened to these guys yet, I would strongly recommend them. I just I don't even know what kind of what I would play because you would hear a part that sounds like explosions in the sky, like like post hardcore or, or I'm sorry post rock. Or you might hear something that sounds black metal in it, or then you might hear some weird violins in it. So you have to like listen to the CD as a whole, or at least like a song as a whole. But Shaw, do you listen to it? Uh, I just listened to a couple songs. Um, I liked what I heard. I mean, let's see if I can. So yeah, Citadel, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just like I remember that there was like that 16-minute long song. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there were parts in there that I loved, but I couldn't remember where they were right now. It's just I need more time with it. Man. Oh yeah. It was like it was a journey, and I really, really liked some of the parts that you know I was hearing, but I feel like my attention span wasn't really there. Some you know with a little bit of it. Yeah. So I just I, I just can't really say much more than that. I do want to get back into it though. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but it, you know I think anybody who likes progressive metal, like don't get I, I, black metal is almost like I almost don't want to say that because um, you know what I mean like. If for fans of black metal, it's really not. I mean, it's really more of just like a progressive metal album. And, you know, I really would say, like, if you like Opeth, you know, like Watershed Era, Ghost Reveries, take that and mix it with a little bit more of a black metal vibe and, like, add in some violins and shit. And if you want to hear something different, put it on. So that's all I'm going to say yeah. about that one.
All right, let's just dive into these reviews. I think we'll save the throwback for later, but uh, we're going to do a Legion proponent for sentience. That's it. And I got to yes, apologize. Sir. When we were trying to figure out the name last time, because I listened to these guys before. I listened to their last album a while back in 2014 when it came out. And what threw me, I, I remember we were, I called them like Allegayon last time. But yep, it's because yep. those sons of bitches, like if you watch any of their videos, these guys are funny as hell. And if you watch the one, someone in the video, I think they're like kind of making fun of themselves. And someone says Allegayon, like in a joking way. So that's always stuck in my head as Allegayon, but okay. it was just like some joke from the video that I was talking about last time. And one of our mm. listeners like corrected it, so I was like, "Oh, okay, that's so it's a legion." So it is a legion. Yeah, so okay. we know now a legion. Bad, bad on my part, but uh, Shoddy, you were the one that kind of wanted to. Yeah, you pushed this one. Which I'm yeah, glad well, though. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any you know XM listeners out there. Liquid Metal has been blasting Gray Matter Mechanics, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit but yeah it's i mean that's the first track i heard off the album uh about you know maybe three weeks ago and i mean we got it what a good has it been two weeks now yeah i mean i haven't been able to i mean for at least a solid week i just played it consistently because it's it's such a damn good cd well before we say anything let's rate it Chotty. uh like 9.5 okay I'm giving it like a, I'm giving it like a nine. I could be, just give me a little bit more time. It might be a nine and a half, but I'm gonna give nine. it. I'm gonna give a solid eight and a half. Okay. A good, very good. I loved it. I did. I really loved it. I guess I'll just say my reason for going a little bit lower than you guys. I loved it. I would somehow I would like to compress it a little bit more. Maybe long. It was a little long, yeah. but um, but that's it. I mean, and it and it, the thing is, it's been growing on me every time. And I've been so busy. Like, I've only listened to it probably three times. And this is an album you kind of need to listen to a little bit yeah. more than that because of this, the nature of a technical death metal album. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. it's very long. You know, it's a long album. But, and I don't, I don't want to cut it down too much because of that because it might end up being – I might be fine with the length. But right now, because of that, I'll probably give it like an eight and a half. But it's fucking awesome. I was going to agree with you. The one gripe I have about it is it's long, but it's not – it's not long. It doesn't feel long because it keeps you it's entertained not, the whole I mean, time. Yeah, but it really isn't. It's not that long. I mean, it's kind of like subdivisions it, out. It's it's eleven songs. Yeah, a couple of them are though. over. You know, six minutes. A couple of them are eight minutes. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I don't feel like it was that long of a CD. But I understand. I was just. I'm just chiming in there. No, I no, feel you. I know. I'm glad. I mean, I agree completely. Like what you said, Stan. It doesn't. It's not that it feels long. It's not like I'm sitting there thinking, like, God damn, this is a long album. I need to get through it. It's just. I guess I don't know. By the end, I don't know. There was something that I just thought could be better. Still, I think more for me it was in my head. Like I knew it was seventy-two minutes long. So like I seen mm-hmm. that before I listened to. It, I was like, oh shit! Like, you yeah. know, this is a commitment. But like, no, it's actually. Well, I don't know. I'm well okay with it. I don't know. I'm usually all about all killer, no filler. Just give me exactly the best of the best of the best and get rid of anything that's not going to really, you know what I'm saying? But um, for this kind of music, I mean, that's usually what you're going to get anyway. I can't really think of anything you can cut out of it, though. Yeah. You know? I was, yeah, I mean, I was, I'll be honest, I'm trying to look for something right now to compare it to that's in the same genre, you know, I mean, time-wise. A couple here. times I did listen to it. I didn't listen to the cover. Yeah, what did you guys think about it? So Subdivisions, the Rush cover. No, I, th- I thought it was great, but I mean, if you just want to like get through it quicker, I, th- I would skip yeah. it. But I mean, I listened to it the first time through, but then I took it off after that only for, you know, just the sake of I needed to, I was yeah. just trying to analyze the album. It's good. Is it a bonus track? I don't know. It didn't really say on the promo copy, yeah, but it probably is a bonus. I don't, it doesn't feel like a last song. 
Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely a bonus. It can't be because I mean they start with you know the the title, the album one. Yeah, proponents for sentience. You know, they have this kind of this theme that goes throughout. It's a concept album, you know, with the lyrics. I mean, I don't really hear it right musically but yeah you're right because i mean it really it does i like how it does that i like how it connects really well with the lyrics the themes and then like those like theme tracks the proponents one two three and four or whatever it is yeah it's cool it really does tie it together pretty good i guess i'll I'll throw one more criticism thing with it i guess i don't know for some reason i'm kind of over technical death metal focusing on like that like science theme like it works really well for this album yeah, but I guess I, like I the more you saying. listen to, like, like it's a very common theme, you know. But I, that's like kind of being nitpicky. I shouldn't even. I'll, I shouldn't even go there. I'll be. Yeah, I mean, you talking. I mean, I guess since you did go there, though, I just <laughs> want to comment on that. Yeah. Like so, for all hell, science. I mean, we got the scientists like, here, so you might as well comment. The, the the lyrics are okay. I mean, I did, the music is too good, so you can just overlook yep. the lyrics. I mean, I feel like at times some of the hooks are a little corny, but it was some of the same shit that I experienced when I would be listening to uh, Becoming the Archetype. I felt like some of their, you know, later on, they had some of the corny hooks, but the music behind it was so good that I didn't necessarily care. Yeah, so, it's nothing to know. prevent. I mean, I mean, it's nothing that takes away really from the listening experience. It, it's just, it, so I guess, just when I think with techno death metal as a whole, like I think that like cold art of like cold um, feel of an album where like it it lends itself well to that like sci-fi kind of or science uh-huh. kind of like lyricism, you know. And that's uh, true. It's I get why you would do that if you're a tech death band. It's just I guess. I don't know. I you hear it a lot if you listen to that kind of genre, but subgenre. But it's okay. It's be, like I said, it's being nitpicky because I think it's such a good album that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I have no comment on lyrics because I don't know anything. But um, it's not that I study the lyrics. It was just like the I know. themes of it. You know, there's a but, lot. Of, yeah, there was a, if you if you listen to it a couple of times, there's a lot of stuff that sticks out. Yeah. So yeah, I I want to comment on you guys just brought up that term a lot. Tech death. I didn't. You guys think I think you guys know my opinion on tech death? Not my favorite thing at all. Yeah. I don't. I didn't really get it. At, I. It's tech. It's technical for sure. But this was more like a melodic death metal to, yeah. album to me. They combined the two the, really, really well. well. That's why I mm-hmm. enjoyed it too, Stan. Because I know Shoddy out of the three of us is definitely the tech oh, death yeah, guy. Oh yeah, for sure. Whereas I definitely like all that, but I like it to have a little bit more. And this album had definitely a lot more, like you said, for sure. It's I'm glad you said that. Perfect. They, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say is getting into the, the music side of things. The one the one way that this album stands out from some of the other shit that I've listened to this year is the, the raw speed and how hard it is with combining all of those technical elements. So like a lot of the other times on a technical album, you'll have these beautiful interludes and it slows down for a little bit. I'm not trying to say that these musicians can't play that well, or but do you get what I'm saying? It's more... There's more of a, a transition from one to another. These guys throw shit at your face with speed. And it's this... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of losing words here to try to explain. I don't want to say that it's a Black Dahlia murder-like. But if there was like a technical death metal band that incorporated, you know, progressive elements that kind of had the mentality of black dahlia where they want to attack you with shit that's how I think a legion is <laughs> you're kind of saying it in a fucked up way but i think you're basically saying what me and sander are saying because black yeah. dahlia have that melodic element to their like technical side and like i don't know i think that's what a legion has like they just really has them have the melodic part like if you look at like songs two and three 
those are like four minute songs and they're really like very memorable songs they're catchy and they have a lot of melodic parts to them but yet they're fucking hard they'd be hard to play they're very oh technical you know what i'm I saying was say, yeah, you guys watch any of the playthroughs of the band is... doing it it's fucked up mm-hmm. oh my yeah, god l- like but, uh what like two minutes into uh from nothing that little lick that he yeah. just fucking pulls out of nowhere let's play a little bit of that song from what is it called from nothing yeah I, I see i really like two and three those are shorter in your face songs but and and i think they just it like they put songwriting and melodic melodicism before technicality but yet they do it in a way that's technical if mm-hmm. that makes sense you know what i'm saying but, so but they also awesome. do it in a way that's like very fucking heavy still exactly Oh, exactly. But I think I think that's what's cool about it. Like it's just because you know some bands you listen to in tech death kind of realm. It's like just just technical, and it's like there's no they're just, yeah, they're there's just flying on, on the to. neck, and it's just kind of like you you get lost sometimes. Whereas this, yeah, there's something to there's catchy choruses, there's catchy licks, and all that. So uh, let's play a little bit from from nothing. It's so thrashy and in your face. To be honest yeah, with you, I think this is my least favorite track on the CD. I've heard that before too, but I, it's the I most like, it like techy death-ish song for sure, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I think. I like. I kind of like the longer songs. Uh, so you probably like the proponent like series. Yes, and like the gray matter. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. And then like the, the two after that, I really liked. So the more progressive yes. kind of. Yeah, and I'm really not a prog guy either. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I mean, that's the thing. There's something for everybody in this one. I just, I don't know, something about those first couple, like it really draws you into the CD. And then once you're kind of hooked, then they throw in those prog year-long songs. It's a good transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a talented bunch. They really are. New vocalist, too, from the last album. And I think this guy really did a good job. Like, he really came in and I don't miss I the last dude at all. I did not know that, but I agree. I mean, I I loved it. Fits the music really I thought really he well. was very solid, very powerful. Talking about... Uh, a good range, too. Sorry to keep cutting you off. No. I, I totally he hit some really good lows on uh computated cognitive computations he hit some like really dirty lows and he hit some highs he does some shouting kind of stuff really good job speaking of vocals though did you guys notice the guest vocals the last song mm-hmm. before the subdivisions cover no we've got uh bjorn from Soil oh, Work. okay <laughs> the clean singing oh, yeah yeah the clean okay. the clean singing on the on the last technically the last track Feel the weight just breaking up by his feet. Feel the weight just breaking up by his feet. Feel the weight just breaking up by his feet. 
That's all him. Oh my god. I feel like honestly, it's probably the best I've heard him do. Like oh yeah, vocals. But that's all him doing. Yeah. That okay, because I was gonna say something about the clean, but I didn't know it was him. Yeah, they pulled in Bjorn for that. If you watch the video, they have like, they do like a like a puppet of him like singing it or something <laughs> like that. But but he does a phenomenal job. That guy just has so much range and talent. It really adds like a ton to the song. That's what that was one of my highlights. I think it really closes the album really well mm-hmm. before it heads into the bonus track, the Subdivisions Rush cover. So. Yeah, man, solid track. If you like anything that we've talked about so far with the technical or even the melodic stuff, definitely worth a, a check out. Highly recommended. It's probably going to be on my end of the year. But all right, retro review, death. Perseverance. Yeah. 1998. Yeah, you're right, Stan. Good job. Yes, sir. Stan the historian. Uh, do we rate this shit? I forgot what the protocol was for these old throwbacks. I mean, might as well. You, you know, what do you I got, I think Sorry. we need to. I'm down to. I have a number written down. Well, okay, let's see. What is it? I'm going to go last. Fuck okay. off. You guys go first. I'll go first. <laughs> um, oh, man, this is a hard to rate. Eight and a half. N- uh, nine and a half only because... Chuck left us too soon. I feel like who knows what he would have put out after this, but I'm going nine and a half. Maybe ten. Maybe a ten. Well, yeah. So Stan's, Stan's Actually, shit didn't influence hey, you at ten. all, did it? Ten. I'm giving it a ten. You're okay. You're going yeah, gonna gonna to stick with the ten? I'm going to give it a ten, yeah. And that's not influenced by Stan at all? Oh, no. No, okay. not at all. I don't give a shit what Stan says. <laughs> okay. It's a, yeah, I'm going to give it a fucking ten, too, then. Really? Wow, okay. Yeah, dude, it's, it's... Well, I knew Jason's was going to be, like, around there. <laughs> I knew it. He's been talking about this album. I was really interested in what Shoddy had to say, but... It, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I want to know who some of the influences were for these motherfuckers, and I need to dive into it. I've just been listening. I didn't want to do any research. I didn't look into anything. I don't know about these guys' history or anything. I mean... After looking and after listening a little bit, I mean, this was a, a pretty big album of theirs. Yeah. Well, but I, I kind of like this. sounds like a lot of shit, man. I kind of like just, this because you've got... Me and Stan are familiar with Death. Like, we've, I don't know about yes. you, Stan, but I've listened to other whole discography. I, mm-hmm. Death's one of my favorite... At this point, one of my favorite death metal bands. And, but it's cool because Shoddy's never actually, like, went into any of their stuff. So it's kind of like you take a newer listener 
throw them an, an album from them and see what they think. You know what I mean? And then we've got me, who I like more of late death stuff, and then like Stan, early. who likes the early shit. So I thought it'd be kind of a cool one to throw out there and just, I don't know, see what we each gave it. So Stan, you gave it the lowest. Why are you giving it the lower rating? I'm not a prog guy. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. And it's too much for me. It's too all over the place. It's yeah. And you, uh, you need to give me like colors, BT Bam, kind of for me to get into <laughs> prog. Like that's how, okay. You know, I mean, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is the best death album post. What's the spiritual healing? Yeah, for sure, right. for sure. I mean, like the other ones are just okay. Right. But you know, I'm thinking like splitting it in half. You got death metal. You got prog mm-hmm. death. So. I guess for those who don't know, and I guess Shadi too, since you haven't really dove into it, you've got like three eras of death. Or kind of, I guess you could go two to three eras of death. You've got the first two albums, uh, Scream Bloody Gore and Leprosy, which, which are amazing. Those are tens to me, but <laughs> yeah, they're they're. Oh, don't get me wrong, I, I love those as well, and they're all their demos. Those are the groundbreaking albums. Those are like the death metal albums, along with. Um, Possessed, Seven Churches. Yes, and then Obituary, Slowly We Rot, yeah. Um, Executioners, what they were known as with their demo days. If you go back into the demo days, you'll see it's kind of a muddied water, but it kind of all, I don't know, in my opinion, it all comes back to death as like the number one, I think, contributor to to what we kind of know as death metal. So anyways, very important band to kind of know about and look into and just check out. And those first couple albums are amazing. Scream Bloody Gore isn't my favorite, but it's a fun listen to. It's kind of a thrash album with some death metal vocals. Mm-hmm. Leprosy, which I think, Stan, is your favorite? Yeah, It is, yeah. Great album. Pull it the is. plug. One of my favorite mm-hmm. death al- songs. It's a lot more punchy and catchy, but still that death metal sound. But the thing that's really cool about death is they progress a ton each album. You're not going to get the same album twice no. ever. No. And that's what I like about him. I mean, it's Chuck Schuldner, the guitarist, songwriter, and vocalist. He was just a visionary. And, like, he every album he just wanted to progress. He didn't give a shit, like, what is death metal and stay within that. He just wanted to change it. So you go from those two, then you get spiritual healing, which Stan mentioned. And then after that, it really goes into much more of a prog. Yeah. Or I guess just a progressive death metal sound and each album gets more out there and more out there and more progressive and and, and then we end up with this last album the sound of perseverance Which, uh, don't get me wrong for sure the best death post that death metal era you know i'm not saying yeah but now I, i'll throw this in there i guess the more I've, I've dove back in and dove back in it's a hard it's a toss-up for me between this one and symbolic okay the one before this because i feel like that's a really strong album as well it's got a little bit more of the death stuff to it. it it's hard to say. They're, they're all so good. If you've never listened to death, you know, it's just kind of cool because if you're not as much of an old school death metal fan, then this kind of an album or these kind of the later albums you might appeal to more. If you're an old school fan, then you might just throw on the old stuff. So, you know, like for you, Shoddy, the last couple are going to be probably the ones that are more up your alley. I knew this one you probably like because you like all that like progressive technical stuff. Yeah, that, that's why I loved it. Cause I, it was musical, it was progressive, uh, but at the same time, it was fucking. I don't know, man. I just, I need to listen to all their shit now, cause, uh, like I said, more. It's like a, it's a good feeling, but it's a shitty feeling at the same time, cause there's not enough hours in the day to listen to no, all the metal that I want to listen to. What did you think about the drumming? Cause that's one of my favorite things on this I was, album. And I was just gonna say, man, he is fucked. Coming from a drummer. Uh, yeah, he is fucked. Uh, that, that, the hi-hat work that he does is unlike anything I've heard. And then when I had to, I double-checked, I was like, what year did this fucking come mm-hmm. out? And it's like 98, and it's just, 
It's just straight jazz shit that exactly. he somehow incorporated into death metal, progressive death metal and death metal. Yeah, and it's just fucked. Literally, it, his hi hat work is fucked. I like. I'm not a drummer, and I pick that out, which I don't normally, but it's, like, so apparent that, like, he, he takes whatever, like, the jazzy shit he knows and, like, throws it into this, and it's, like... Yeah, he's literally so just, good. like, thrashing with him, and I feel like half the time it's just somehow working. I, I think that's one of the reasons why this album works so good, though, because they had a solid lineup. They had, mm-hmm. you know, they had that drummer. They had Steve. They had... It wasn't Steve on this one. Oh, yeah, this you're is a different right. Basis, actually. You're right. But I think he wrote most of it. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, I mean, solid lineup, and I think it's just a different musicianships, you know, and then you got Chuck on top of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the riffs in this are fucking oh, so my damn God. good. And, and it, they're all over the place. To be honest, if I'm going to go learn a death song, it's going to be something from this album, not yeah. the older stuff. I might like listening to that more, but, like, these riffs are fucking tight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, it's, there's something for everybody on this album. You can hear some of that Swedish melodic de- death metal kind of stuff in there. You hear the progressive stuff. You hear classic stuff. It, it's like, what I like about it, it's like the, he's not like sticking with one style. It's like really very emotion-based and just like whatever he wants to put in there, I feel like you're getting out of it, you know? And it's and it's something about it. It's just the last death album before we put out. I don't know, if, Stan, have you listened to Control Denied? I believe don't don't quote me on it, but I believe a lot of these songs were actually controlled denied yeah. songs. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I have not actually listened to them though. I listened to demos of the CD though, and they're pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. So controlled denied was like what Chuck was like working towards. He wanted to do like more of a power metal um, kind of a, a band, more traditional, without as much of the death stuff. And but they decided to put one more death album out before that. And so they kind of reworked the songs into more of a, you know, with the death vibe. So that's why it's so much different, you know, than a lot of the other stuff. But uh, I do recommend on YouTube this uh, Spirit Crusher demo. Really? Yes, it's really good. Like the control of the night. Because I have the relapse version with all the demos on it. But yeah. I got to be honest, I just never get to them. There's I always couple- hit next and just play the album yeah. over again. There's a couple on YouTube that are actually not on the CD either, though. They're, I recommend them, though. Okay, so the control denied demo? Yeah, it's like the Spirit Crusher demo. It's it's what cool. kind of what are the vocals like? It's like it's like the same thing. Okay. But the, some of the riffs are different and I did, that's like my no, most known song from that the CD. So it's kind of cool listening to the other version of it. Yeah. You know how they do di- riffs different and Spirit Crusher is awesome. What yeah. about um I don't know, I really like like the parts where it would go into like I, what always gets me is like they throw in those more like um atmospheric you know interludes with the guitars like some of the acoustic mm-hmm. stuff i mean that was different for death metal back then like i, I don't know like to me that like kind of shows where like opeth kind of went and everything like that like i don't know it, it adds something to me to the whole uh, album as a whole like some of these songs are pretty long you think they're done all of a sudden it goes into like the second half of the song with this mm-hmm. weird interlude I, I think it really elevates it yeah i found myself you know doing that like giggle a few times <laughs> because i was just happy musically because of you know the loop that they had thrown me on right yeah you never know what to expect is there anything you guys would want to play from it i'm trying to think of what song had that fucking hi-hat work i think it was spirit crusher spirit crusher is awesome we could play something from that some of the good drumming and stuff yeah Place. One note 
number nine painkiller which is the cover song of uh the judas priest uh, judas priest yeah. yeah what do you guys think of that i know shoddy you don't usually like covers but it wasn't bad i mean i uh i didn't know at the time that it was a judas priest cover i could tell that something was off though yeah right so i sure. knew i was like what the fuck is going on here um it wasn't bad i didn't you know what i normally do I listen to it once and then every time through after that i skipped it but that's what i kind of do too it wasn't bad man i mean i don't know really? i'm not a judas i actually priest really fan, really like so. it I think it's. I kind of think it's better than the, than the uh, original. That's Judas cool. Priest version. I feel you. Then I mean, Death is probably gonna do that. Like I still want to do. I don't know if I'll ever do it because you're not a cover guy. But I always want to do like a cover episode where we pick some good ass covers. And I always. This is like my first thought is like Painkiller. I just think Chuck nails it. Oh, by the way, Stan. I know you used to not really like the higher pitched vocals. Like, did that warm up to you at all? Or are you still kind of not as into it? It fits the music better for sure. But I still. I'm a 
old death fan. I like Chuck's old vocals. So yeah, so you not know, the high it's stuff. It's hard for me to say, but no, I it, it fits the music really well though. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Hey, and I'd be down to do a fucking cover episode. That'd be fun. <laughs> I could think of a couple. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's always a couple good ones. Maybe we'll get to that one day. There was one other Deaths cover song for anybody out there from the Human album, uh, God of Thunder, which is a Kiss cover. It's a hard toss-up. Like, if anybody out there who wants to hear another good Death cover, God of Thunder versus Painkiller, that's a tough one. They're both awesome. But uh, if you like Sound of Perseverance, anything we're playing from this one, check out the, pa- the, the, the last three, for sure, Death albums, because... Even if you don't, you know, just check them out once. I mean, this this band is a band. If you like metal, you kind of need to listen to once. Yeah, for sure. So I'm glad we finally got to talk about it. Oh, I before agree. we wrap it up, do you guys watch any of the live videos on YouTube? Yeah. Of these songs? Yes. Do, no, these sir. guys are on spot. Like, oh, I have yeah. never seen a live band, like, that tight and, like, that good. I, I was just amazed, like, the live performances on these songs. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, when you look at Chuck's older playing, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, the last album, the guy grew into, I mean, an amazing, amazing guitarist. And he's singing and playing these riffs at the oh, same yeah. time. I mean, oh, I mean, it's just why it sucks. The guy died from uh, from cancer. Well, complications from cancer, I guess, I think is what it was. But at such a young age, like, what, I think he's in his 30s? Yeah, he was young. I mean, That's holy shitty. shit, man. What would he have done after this? I don't know. Like, what Take would he have soon. done? I fucking don't know. The progression he had just in that small time frame and the influence he had over metal death metal in general like you listen to interviews from this guy it's it's fascinating i mean every time he talks about it, he's just like i'm not into just like screaming de- traditional death metal about blood and gore he's like i want to talk about stuff that matters i want to progress and i'm going to play whatever the fuck i want and yeah you got to respect artists like that man that's a true artist you're not just playing one style for the fans i mean he didn't care he just kept doing what he wanted to do and that's why yeah, i really respect ultimately it. they're musicians they need to fucking express themselves how they want yep. and i mean we sit here and judge them but yeah if they're doing them then fuck it exactly exactly and that's what that's what he always did i mean he, he got you know it's chuck the whole time he's a revolving door of members it's fascinating just to go on wikipedia and look at all the different people that he oh, played with throughout <laughs> the time it's crazy but every lineup is different so i'm really looking forward to hearing what uh, uh richard christie has to say about you know his experience with this album and everything so so stay tuned for that interview with him it's gonna be an awesome listen and now that i've listened to this new chart walls of the damn it's just like a weird coincidence that i freaking love that and i get to talk to him so i'm gonna ask him a little bit about that too because for sure yeah he's a cool dude that sounds like from what i've heard so well boys well i think that wraps it up um another episode of into the combine please you know comment on your our thoughts you know tell me i'm right with the whole whole death <laughs> thing you know i want to hear what you guys have to say Maybe we'll make some polls or something but twitter <laughs> facebook myspace i don't know what it stands on any of that anyways <laughs> i know <laughs> no but we want to hear from you as always and yeah we love it we love all the requests and ideas and all that kind of shit I, august Furman called us he like guessed what we were going to do on the last yeah. one he's like retro reviews are cool how about a death one we already had it in the works and so. hey i can't stress it enough please give us some t- topic ideas we want to hear what you guys want to hear yeah and we're doing it for you guys so yeah well i think that was it another episode of in the combine i am signing off as stan the man jason Shadi, you guys stay metal.
Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it, Jason. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny how we decided we wanted to get an interview set up. We kind of do a feature every couple episodes where we go and do like an an older album that we want to talk about. And we we picked Death, The Sound of Perseverance. And we actually didn't realize you had an album coming out now. And so we thought, oh, what the hell? You know, this would be a perfect time to get him on the show and kind of talk about that album and then talk about your new album a little bit, too. Oh, that's perfect, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm a, I love talking about The Sound of Perseverance. I'm so, so proud of that album. And, uh, you know, it's so cool. Relapse, I'm sure you've seen. Did you see the trailer where they show all the new versions of the vinyl uh, album that they're putting out for that? Yeah, it looks sick, man. It's insane looking. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to order that. You know, <laughs> I played on the album, but I want all those versions because it looks freaking awesome. Yeah, Relapse, they seem like they've done quite a bit, you know, with all the death, death material, you know, over the years, which is pretty cool. Oh, they've been doing an amazing job with the death uh, material, and they're working with Chuck's family, too, which is great. So they're doing doing an awesome job, and I, I'm, you know, I'm real happy that, that they're putting, uh, keep putting Chuck's music out there for the fans. It's awesome. Right, yeah, they're doing it the right way. So, yeah, it was kind of funny, because... Um, there's three hosts on the show and two of us were are very familiar with death love love the whole discography and then our other guy um you know he really hadn't heard anything before and so it was really cool for him to hear it for the first time in this in this you know year 2016 and to him it sounded extremely still fresh and relevant you know how does it sound for you kind of listen back to it today whenever you you know you throw it on uh well yeah definitely fresh and relevant and uh you know it sounds so live to me because and we pretty much did record it live we recorded on two inch tape and you know back then there wasn't as much uh you know kind of digital recording and i'm just i'm so lucky to have been able to experience what it's like to record on the two inch tape because that's how it was done for so many years up until uh like 15 years ago or so and I think there's just such a warmth and, and such a natural live sound to that album because of that. And it really sounds like you're sitting in our rehearsal room listening to us play. And, and that's why I think it holds up so well. And, and I love that. You know, that was a time too where albums, you, you could have a little bit of a budget where you could take a little bit more time and record on tape and, and kind of, you know, make sure everything was, Right. You know, we still had to rehearse and, and just be really prepared in the studio. But at the same time, we had a little more time to kind of experiment in the studio, too, which is how the painkiller cover came about. That I, What I remember, that was kind of a last minute thing. And I remember I played the drums along to the actual song, the Judas Priest song on CD, uh, because we hadn't really rehearsed it. And, and it was kind of a tough thing to do to play along to the CD and, and to do it all the way through. You know, we we couldn't really punch in or anything because we were recording on tape. So we we were allowed a little bit more time to do fun stuff like that back then. Right, right. So I mean, you, so you guys were you, you recorded that with Jim Morris. I know it's the production. It, it kind of gives credit to Chuck and Jim. How did that kind of work out in the studio? Um, you know, they worked together on Symbolic, and the and the production on Symbolic is just incredible. And uh, they just, they were there, they were both there for every second of the recording. And, uh, you know, they were both, they're both really easygoing guys and open to each other's ideas. So 
I think they kind of just worked together. And if one had a suggestion, they were usually always open to it. So, uh, you know, they, they were just such good friends and had similar senses of humor and, and just were worked so well together that, uh, you know, they, I think they decided they just kind of both were, uh, uh, producers on that. So you said you you guys kind of had some time in the studio to to write and take your time with things. Was a lot of the writing done in the studio, or did you? How did the what was the writing process like? Like when did it start and and kind of walk me no, through the process? No, all the writing was yeah. I mean, all the only thing that we kind of took a little bit more time with it that we hadn't already had ready was the painkiller song. Everything else was very very well rehearsed in the studio because a, a lot of us songs i mean i had joined the band almost a year before we recorded that so we had been rehearsing those songs for you know i don't know nine months to a year before we recorded so we were really well rehearsed and that's why it sounds so live and so so good on the album because we just we went in and knew exactly what we were going to do and uh, and everything went real smooth i think i did the drums in just a couple of days wow and uh yeah, I mean, you know, the the only thing, yeah, I mean, the only thing that didn't have a and just down pat was the the painkiller song, but uh, everything else, yeah, we were told we had already demoed everything as well uh, uh, in Chuck's home studio, and and so we kind of knew, you know, exactly what we were looking for, but uh, you know, we had a little bit more time to get really good tones and things like that, like we spent a little bit of time getting a, a really good drum sound and. You know that's where the 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 little extra time in the studio came in handy. Just taking taking the time to make sure everything sounds great, so that once we put it on tape, that's pretty much you know what it's going to sound like on the album. Yeah, you, you know, know. I mean, it, it was still mixed and everything, but we we made sure we had really good tones going into it. Uh, you know, we were we were talking a lot in the episode just about the drumming, and I mean, it, it's every death album the drumming is is amazing um there's just something about the sound of perseverance and the drumming that you did on it it just adds it this whole different flavor to it and i'm not a drummer so it's, it's always weird for me that i pay such attention to it but i think it's because to me it's it's very different than a lot of what was going on in death metal from um you know other bands or other drummers so what were you aiming for when you were writing this album um, I mean, mostly for me, I just wanted to do justice to the other amazing drummers that had played in death before me. You know, I mean, Sean Reiner is a, one of the biggest influences on me as a drummer ever. And same with Gene Hoagland. You know, I've been a fan of Gene since Dark Angel, and I've been a fan of Sean Reiner since Cynic. I heard the Cynic demos uh, before, he, before he joined death, and I was a huge fan of his. So I just wanted to do something that carried on that tradition of really good drumming on you know on death albums and i wanted to do something that would uh you know kind of just continue that the fact that chuck had really good drummers and you know but also put my own sound in there as well you know there's a lot of uh, so many different kinds of drummers that i love and i would say the biggest thing for me as far as besides being influenced by other metal drummers like sean reiner and gene hoagland I grew up uh, being in the school band and being in the marching band, and, and I learned a lot of what I do. I learned from playing in the marching band and actually doing playing snare drum solos, like uh, rudimentary 
kind of, there's a book I had when I was a kid called the national association of rudimental drumming. It was a book of snare drum solos. And I remember I got that when I was in fifth grade and I, uh, to this day, I still practice that book and I would take these snare drum patterns and kind of transcribe them to a drum kit to make weird beats. And so a lot of my drum sound just comes from my marching band background. What's that? And we're fellow band geeks too. We're all uh, per- percussion and, and marching band and all that. So we can relate a little bit. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, that you know, that was the thing. Um, when I turned 18, I was going to go to college. I had a drumming a music scholarship for drumming. And that was the thing I lo- was looking most forward to was playing uh, like at the football games and playing in the marching band and drum corps. Uh, but I ended up joining a death metal band called Public Assassin the night before I was supposed to start college. So my path <laughs> kind of changed a little bit. But, you know, in a way, I still I, I would have loved to continue that. Uh, on that path as well, doing uh, marching band because I freaking love it. Right, on, right. So you know, when you joined, you know, you said you joined Death. You were in Death for about a year before you guys started writing the album, um, or you recorded the album. You know, when you started hearing what was going to be on the album, since you said you were a fan beforehand, um, I'm sure it sounded a little bit different to you. Were you a little bit surprised at all? Just kind of the direction the album was taking and Chuck was kind of going for. Um, no, not really. I mean honestly to me it it didn't sound drastically different from you know each album chuck has done has been a progression so i wasn't surprised that you know he was still progressing and and you know every uh, that's what was awesome about chuck is every death album sounds so much different you know like uh spiritual healing to human that's a a crazy uh different sound that he has on human and then mm-hmm. you know each album he kind of grew a little bit and and uh and changed which was awesome he never kind of never repeated himself and uh so it was cool to hear that progression uh with sound of perseverance but at the same time you know it chuck had his sound and and you could tell it was a chuck riff when he would play it and it sounded amazing so i was just you know it was just so amazing as a fan to be able to watch him write riffs and and to be presented with riffs where he was crazy on the drums right here you know he was so cool and so open to me just going nuts and you know at the time i was like 23 years old so i was ready to just go crazy on the drums because all i was doing at the time was practicing drums all day every day uh living in a storage unit that was pretty much my life i had a day job but when i wasn't at my day job as an electrician i was just playing drums so i was up for the task of uh coming up with some crazy drumming stuff when chuck would ask for it i remember spirit crusher that that crazy there's a crazy drum and bass part and uh, Chuck said, just do something weird right here. You know, and I was like, okay, here we go. And then sure enough, we came up with something. Uh, it's one of the hardest things to play. I remember when we play it live, I was terrified I would drop a drumstick because there's no way to recover from uh, <laughs> dropping a drumstick during that part because there's so much going on. But luckily, I uh, always was able to hold it together. So you were living in, a, in like a regular storage unit while you guys were recording? Uh, yeah, yeah, in a metal uh, storage unit, yeah, in uh, wow. Winter Park, Florida, right outside Orlando, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wild, man. How long were you in that for? Uh, eight years I lived in a storage unit in Orlando. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, but the thing, for me at the time, I was young, it was cheap to live there, it was like 150 bucks a month, uh, and I couldn't see paying several hundred bucks 
a month in rent just to go somewhere to sleep where I could be with my drums and, and sleep and wake up and practice. So, you know, it was kind of a practical thing for me to just live right there where I practiced. Right, right. So, um, you know, when you guys were around that time period, um, just one more question kind of about that stuff. What was there any albums you guys were really listening to hard around that time, like you or Chuck or any of the guys that were kind of just being played a lot? Um, definitely. I remember, you know, there was an album that I freaking loved when it came out, and then for some reason, it's one of those, you know, once in a while you'll kind of rediscover an album, and you'll be like, why did I ever stop listening to this? And then one day Chuck was cranking it up in his car, and it was uh, Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys Part Two. And I was like, man, I I forgot how amazing of an album that is because I had it on cassette when it came out. And then uh, Chuck kind of reintroduced me to it. So we listened to a lot of Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 2, a lot of Watchtower Control and Resistance. Chuck and I both love that that album. And uh, Chuck was a huge Watchtower fan. He even flew to Texas to see him when they got back together in like the year 2000. And uh, we're listening to... A lot of, uh, you know, what was new at the time was Children of Bodom had an album out that I remember Chuck and I listened to a lot. Uh, I think it was their first album from 97. And then uh, Hammerfall came came out right around that time. And I remember Chuck and I listened to a lot of Hammerfall and a lot of Gamma Ray, too. So, yeah, just uh, there was so much cool music coming out at the time. and, uh, And Chuck and I were always open. And, you know, Shannon and Scott as well. But Shannon and Scott lived kind of over on the coast, uh, so Chuck and I would hang out even when we wouldn't weren't practicing. We'd still hang out together because I lived near Chuck in Orlando, so uh, we would just get together and listen to vinyl and listen to metal. There, I remember there was a band called Sortilege from France that I think to this day nobody besides Chuck I've ever heard really kind of talk about them, and I thought it was so cool that Chuck knew this crazy rare band that nobody had heard of and. Once in a while, I'll mention that band to somebody, and they they can't believe I know who it is, and it's all thanks to Chuck. Oh, and uh, Riot. We listened to a lot of Riot. Riot put out an album called Anishmore in, uh, like, 97, 98. And I remember Chuck and I listened to that album nonstop, and I actually even listen to that album today. I still freaking love that album. Cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. I just, like, wanted to kind of hear what, you know, if there was anything that was seeping into kind of the influences or just kind of what you guys were, were cranking at that time. But uh, just before mm-hmm. we run out of time, man, I really want to talk about, too, just a little bit on Charged Walls of the Dam. Now, i got to be honest, I hadn't listened to anything previously, and then when we got the promo for this new one, I put this on, and then I went back, and I've been listening to everything, all three albums for the last couple of weeks now, and I've been blown away, especially this new Thank one, you. man. It seems, yeah, oh, yeah, really, really, really good. And what I liked about it, it's got the it's got a traditional feel to it where you could show someone you know that likes more traditional kind of heavy metal, but then it also has this appeal where you know we're a lot into the modern death metal and modern heavy stuff you know, and it kind of to me has something for everybody. So what what were you going for with this one? Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of it. You know, you described it perfectly. I listen to all different kinds of metal, and I. I don't see any reason why you can't put a blast beat in with uh, like a power metal vocals. And I love doing that kind of stuff. You know, I just, and, and even, uh, you know, I'm a big John Carpenter fan. So I, I love putting, you know, I did a little keyboard intro at the beginning of the album as a little tribute to John Carpenter. So I just kind of, whatever I'm feeling at the time, I'll throw into our music. And, and I love, you know, I've always loved bands that have a little bit of everything in their music and in their songs. You know, there's a band, from the 80s called Wrathchild America, who I'm a huge fan of. And 
on their albums, they'd have like a kind of a jazz sounding song, then they'd have a brutal thrash sounding, almost death metal sounding song, and then they'd have a more straightforward kind of rock song. And I love stuff like that. I love kind of throwing people for a curve and and but at the same time, I you know not overthinking it too much. I just kind of what's on our album and what's in our music is what I'm feeling at the time, and I don't really try to put any kind of constraints on our music. I don't I don't try to think oh is this what a metal song's supposed to sound like? I'm like, well, you know what? If it sounds good to me. I'll just throw it in there. So I like to, I like that variation that, that we have, you know, on, on this new album and on all of our albums, but especially this one, there's, you know, people have said, wow, there's some death metal sound and stuff. There's some modern rock sound and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, cause I kind of listen to everything. So it's all in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was refreshing. It's cool to hear that kind of variation. in it, And I think you, you definitely, Nailed it, man. Um, and then I know you're uh, you're real big into horror and Halloween and everything, and, and and I am too. And I would love to talk a bunch about that. Um, but I know we don't have a lot of time. But what do you have any um any traditions that you kind of do every year? Like I'm kind of trying to get in one every day, one one horror movie every day. Is there anything that you're doing right now? Oh well, that yeah, definitely. I'm trying to do do at least a horror movie a day. If I can't, you know, it's hard to find the time sometimes, but. I'm reading a, a book about Halloween Horror Nights right now, my favorite event in Universal Orlando. I go to that every year. I listen to the X nonstop every day. Like today, I listen to the Night of the Demons soundtrack and uh, <laughs> the Halloween 3 soundtrack. And, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of horror podcasts and shows and things like that this time of year. And I, I try to watch every Simpsons Treehouse of Horror during October as well. So. <laughs> try to watch one of those a day because there's about 27 of them now so about one of those a day and uh i got a ton of traditions that definitely a pumpkin beer every night yeah you know so a lot of i'm drinking a pumpkin beer right now so definitely a lot of those <laughs> nice man yeah i've been i've been blasting the john carpenter album quite a bit lately that one's really good oh hell yeah i, I i'm a, a john carpenter worshiper I, I think he's a genius awesome man well, I know you got you got some more interviews coming up and everything, so um, really, really appreciate it, man. Uh, congrats on the new album. Really, really love it, and uh, good luck on everything else you guys got going on. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was so awesome talking to you, and thank you so much for the kind words about death, and uh, thanks for the kind words about Charred Walls of the Dam, too. I really appreciate it.